For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Happy Christmas. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you got your decorations up. Woo, did we get some snow today. You can see the pictures on at Rebel Parenting on Instagram. We got dumped on... We got some good pod for you this week. We're doing the best of the best. The best programs, the most listened to broadcasts of all year. Hope you didn't miss these, but if you did, we'll give you a second chance to listen to them. Today we've got Kristen Jensen on the program talking about her book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. This is in the Rebel Resource Pack for all parents out there, and it's on how to talk to your kids about online porn. How do you breach this subject without scarring them, without revealing too much? How do you do it properly? This is a fantastic, fantastic program and a great, great resource. Let's dive into it. Here's Good Pictures, Bad Pictures on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels. So glad you could join us today. Man, I've been waiting for this podcast for a long time. Yeah. Hi, everybody. We have Kristen Jensen on the program today. This is the topic of pornography and talking to your kids about pornography. Kristen, this is one of the most requested topics we get at Rebel Parenting. One of the most requested resources we're asked for when we're out in public speaking at homeschool conventions, parenting conferences, marriage Marriage conferences. conferences. How do I talk to my child about this? It's so awkward. So first, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, it's great to be with you. Definitely. Today's podcast is sponsored by SaveTheStorks.com, TakeCareOf.com, code word Rebel Parenting, and Blinkist.com slash Rebel Parenting. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later. You know, we were saying this before the program started. It's a shame there aren't 50 books like yours mm-hmm. out there. It really is. And virtually no one has written a book on talking to your children about pornography. And you've got two out now, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. What's the age range, really, that these books are aimed at? Yeah. Yeah. So first I wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids. And we uh, it was, the age range was 7 to 11. Yep. Okay. But then I got a lot of parents saying, well, I, I read it to my six-year-old. I read it to my four-year-old. <laughs> but then I got uh, a lot of parents saying, look, you know, too many words, and we got to have something simpler. And uh, I remember the first time a mother came up to me after I spoke, and she said, do you have a book for preschoolers? And it felt like uh, someone had just punched me in the gut. Like it mm-hmm. took my breath away. And I'm like, three-year-olds and she says yeah I mean you know we and you realize they all have iPads are all into you know we are connected to the internet in so many ways and so are young children so that's when I wrote good pictures bad pictures junior Mm. I've had moms say they read it to their two and a half year olds (laughs) (laughs) it breaks your heart and any parent that's doing that, way to go, way to tackle yeah. a tough topic early, way to have the awkward conversation, way to be a forward-thinking, proactive. preventative maintenance, mm. proactive parent. My goodness, yes. that's fantastic. And thank you so much. I'm surprised other authors aren't doing it. Have you received any backlash, any pushback, any like negative, like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this? 
I can't imagine it, but I mean, who knows? I did in the beginning, just like verbally, people would say, a seven-year-old? Why would you talk to a seven-year-old about pornography? And I'm like, well, they're getting into it. That's the problem. Yeah. We need to wow. warn them. It's our, it's our duty. It's our responsibility mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. set children up so that they can thrive in the digital era. And yeah. so if we're not talking to them about pornography, which is an actual danger, then you know we're kind of leaving our kids vulnerable. And we don't want to do that. No, definitely not. We don't want to do that. So Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds is for three to six. But I've had parents, again, use it for two and a half, eight to up to eight years old. Okay. So whatever you feel comfortable with. The first one is a very simple, you know, here are good pictures, but there are bad pictures. But both of them give three things. One, a definition that is age appropriate. Age appropriate definition. <laughs> yeah. I see. I like what you've done with that. I, that's like, perfect. When people ask us how we've talked to our kids about it, I say this my kids generally know what pornography is. They don't specifically know what pornography is. We haven't gotten into graphic detail of what pornography is. It's a general, and they're like, oh, because parents are like, oh my goodness, how do I even breach this subject? There's so much terrible things out there. There's so many different niches and things, and oh my goodness, there's so, no, 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 no. You don't have to make a bat of disgusting yep. pornography and pour it into their minds. Yep. That's age appropriate. Age yeah. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Don't expose your kids too early to something they don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, we, and I have, you asked if I got pushback. I have gotten pushback by a few like negative reviews on Amazon nah. saying that, you know, I'm a terrible person because I have defined pornography as basically nudity. And the thing is this, if you can find a better way to give kids just a heads up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just enough information that they can recognize pornography mm-hmm. without giving them the whole, you know, disgusting vat of it. Right. Then let's know. It's difficult to have a nuanced discussion with a seven-year-old. Or yes, a yes, yes, yes. It's such a okay, thing. Nuance a- is out the window. Just don't do nuance with little kids. Any parent knows this. So anyway, it's just, and you know, they'll say, well, you're shaming kids. And it's like, absolutely not. In Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, we have a page where we say some kids will see it by accident. Yeah. But just because you see a bad picture, that doesn't make you a bad kid. Right. I don't yeah. think any kids that get into this are bad. Yes. No. They're kind of victims, really, because we have, our society has not protected them. So. 100% anyway. victims. It's 100%. Yeah. If a kid ever sees pornography for any reason, even if they went searching for it, they're a victim. It was created by an adult. It's over 99% a product of abuse of some kind. So these children are 100% victims, and you're mm-hmm. taking that stigma off of them. Like, you're not going to get in trouble if you see this. I mean, I've told my story on this many times. I had a friend growing up. He found a video cassette under the bed or in his dad's drawer hidden. He didn't know what it was. Why is this hidden? You know, and he watched it and was like, oh my goodness, I'm his best friend. I'm going to show my best friend. And I saw it. And at the time, I didn't know I should have told my parents. Right. They didn't know this was something that might happen to me. As parents today, you know without a shadow of a doubt. It's not an if, it's a when. When. It's yeah. a when. When will this take place? When will my child be exposed? It's, do I wish it never happened? Absolutely. 
But getting rid of the internet isn't going to stop your kid from ever seeing pornography. It's yeah. not going to stop it. And so having that conversation early, often, and then here's the truth too. Let's say they go on a museum tour and they see the sculpture of David where, you know, it's a nude sculpture and they're like, oh, did I see pornography? Well, no, you didn't see pornography. That's, you know, then you could have a more nuanced conversation with a young person. There is a difference between this and what you'll see in a magazine or a book or online or on a tablet. There's a difference with that. And you'll probably know it when this takes place because they for sure will know that. It's a fantastic, man. You're so good at this. Ryan, we have an article on protectyoungminds.org, which is the companion website for good pictures, bad pictures. Yeah. So protectyoungminds.org, we have an article with some helps in explaining the difference between art and porn. So art versus porn. Yeah. Talk about this because that's what people always bring up. Don't take your kids to an art museum if they've read this book because they're going to think it's all. No. That's the opportunity you have to say, well, no, this isn't pornography because pornography makes you want to look for more. I mean, it's just a different intention. Yep. Yep. Right? There's it's an a intention stimulation of- intention. If they're yes. trying to stimulate you, it's not an artistic expression or an artistic right. interpretation or, you know, the of human the form. Body. Exactly. Yeah. There is a mm. design behind it. It's so funny. Anyone that's giving pushback saying those things either isn't a parent has their head in the sand, you know, has a problem themselves and doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, there's something else going on than, than, oh, I can't believe you're telling kids nudity is bad. Well, no, not all nudity. Like, right. And if you're seeing it in a magazine or a book or in secret or on the computer or on a tablet, there's a highest probability it's bad nudity, you know? And by the way, fantastic if they come to you and go, I saw this thing online, oh my goodness. You know, is it bad? And you find out it's from a museum and it's just a depiction of art. You're like, oh, fantastic. Here's a the second level conversation we can now have yeah. as parent and child. No, you shouldn't feel bad about this. This isn't a shameful thing. This is an artistic thing. When you see porn, it will be a very different experience. Probably two people involved. Probably doing something else. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. We had a writer write in and their child accidentally saw pornography with a fake Superman and Wonder Woman oh. and felt terrible and instantly felt terrible. Yes, because it was a very different scenario. It was a very different mm. thing. So when doing with the children, exposure to pornography, does it matter women versus men or just make sure you're explaining and setting them all up because i think i've talked to some moms that think oh well, i have daughters so i'm i'm in the clear yeah i've mm. had people say the same thing to me and i'm like you're not in the clear okay girls need girls are getting into this sometimes they're getting into it via anime via romance novels but okay. it almost always the women that i've talked to that have struggled with a pornography addiction have almost all, they may have started in a different place, but they end up with hardcore video. Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. girls mm-hmm. are just as sexually curious as boys. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of a myth in our culture that they aren't, but they are. Right. Okay. And, and they stumble so, upon it. It's not like they're looking for it. And they wouldn't search it out like a boy would necessarily. And stumbling upon it can lead to bad things. We had a parent write in their eight-year-old daughter, her and her friends thought it would be funny to Google the word butts because 
eight-year-old potty humor is hilarious at eight years old. Well, unfortunately, Google does not filter pornography out. And their little girl got exposed to hardcore pornography by Googling something that seemed innocuous and just funny. And it wasn't. It ended up not being funny. That's why we mm. recommend filters and different things as well. Yeah. Try yeah. to keep them younger longer, but also prepare them for when this takes place. Yeah. Right. Well, when I was telling you about, just to finish up about yeah. the books, the first thing is the definition. Mm. So that's the first thing you need to do. And that's kind of a hurdle once you get over that. You talk to them about the dangers, like how this can hurt their brains, hurt their minds. And the older they get, you know, you can talk to them about how it can objectify people. Mm -hmm. And when you objectify people, it's easier to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's so much violence now in pornography. So start with a definition, then give them a warning about the danger. And then third, give them a plan, you know, what to do when they see pornography and in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, we have the turn, run, and tell plan. Very simple. Mm. And the book for older children, we have the can-do plan, which is an acronym for the five steps that they need to take when they see pornography. Mm -hmm. So it helps them not only immediately uh, know what to do, but also what to do when those images pop back in their minds. You know, oh, what? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Those. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough one, but it's a skill. It's a cognitive skill that kids and adults can learn. It's very helpful. Definitely. Oh, well, and the perfect. plan is a, it's such a proactive thing with children. I've said this before. I hesitate to say it because it's my kids and I don't want them to get singled out or be talked to about it by other people. And I sat down with my 12 year old and just said, Hey, have you seen this yet? And he was like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, well, there's a high probability you're going to see it this year. You know, the 12-year-old age is about an 85% chance someone will show it to him or he'll stumble upon it on accident sometime this year. And I told him that and he was like, why, daddy, why? I'm like, it just is what it is. I hope it doesn't happen and it probably will. But if it does, our plan is, I told him, if you will leave, Whatever situation you're in, if you'll leave, mm -hmm. if you're at a friend's house, if you're out at a playground, if you're somewhere, if you will leave and come tell dad, I'll give you 200 bucks. And he was like, <laughs> what? You know, and I tell people that, and there are some parents that are like, well, they should tell you because it's the right thing to do. I'm like, yep, absolutely. And it might be scary. They might be worried about losing a friend. What's dad going to say if his best friend shows him? What, is he ever going to be allowed over there again? And I got to tell you, my parents are fantastic parents. They're great parents. They're proactive parents. Mm -hmm. They didn't know they should have talked to me about that at that early of an age. By the time they did talk to me, it was so far gone Every guy I talk to, every group I'm in front of, when I say this, every man out there wishes he had an understanding parent he could have gone to in that moment to discuss what took place. Every dad in there involuntarily is nodding their heads. And I'm like, look around, you're all nodding your heads. Therefore, figure out what kind of a relationship you need to build with your kids so that you're the first person. They For me, 200 bucks is a lot of money. It's way more for my kid. But I also want it to be such a big deal that I'm the first person they go to. We went to the bank, took 200 bucks out, put it in a book. Hopefully we don't have to use it, but we're probably gonna have to at some point. Mm -hmm. And it will be a pleasure 
to give him that 200 bucks to be like, I'm so proud of you. And he was like, well, what if I just tell him to turn it off? I'm like, nope, you've got to leave. And he's like, well, what do I say? I'm like, there you go. Say anything you want. Say you feel sick. Say your dad texted you. Say you got in trouble. Say anything. You can lie. I don't care. Say anything you want, but you got to leave. Leave the situation. Come tell a parent. You get a big, huge reward because it's that big of a deal to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're talking about giving your kids a reward mm-hmm. and, you know, every parent's going to feel differently and you can figure that out, you know, obviously, but we do talk about, you know, if your child has seen something and they feel kind of strange and they need help, come up with like a code word. You know, the FBI uses it, police use it. Come up with a code word that you can use and say, you know, to get yourself out of a difficult situation. So, you know, hey, my eyes are watering or my stomach feels funny, you know, instead of calling up your parents and saying, hey, you need to pick me up from my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Because I just saw porn, you could, you could, yep. the little the child could say, you know what, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to call my parent and say, you know, my stomach isn't feeling well. I think I need to come home. Oh, that's a great one. And that gives them an out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to do the very difficult thing, which they're not ready for. They're not mature enough to do. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. So you give them a, a way to do it. And so that's great that you prepared your child to come to you and to tell you. And every parent can come up with their own plan. We've come up with a plan in the book that's easy, but I've heard of other families saying, well, that's good, but let's do our, you know, we're going to do our own and our own acronym. And that's great. Totally. Whatever works for your family, you know, if we can just get you started. And the thing about the books too, is that it gives parents a script. And that's what parents really, what I've heard is that they need, they need a script. Now you can change and alter the script if you want. That's great. Mm-hmm. You can tell your own stories. You can, but, you know, we get you started with a script and then yeah. you're good to go to continue these conversations uh, with your children. It's kind of like a continual inoculation, you know? Right. You yep. need to right. keep between it. It's an inoculation that needs to be done every few weeks. I was just going to say, what do you say for the kids that are already hooked or already struggling with porn? Yeah. So we have on our website, the smart plan guide. So we have a guide that's a proactive, uh, the quick start guide. And that's kind of like what we've been talking about, how to get yourself educated, how mm. to get started, how to start this, the process. But then we've got the smart plan guide, okay. the smart plan parenting guide, which is basically a plan for dealing with, you know, when you found out that your child has been looking at pornography or has seen pornography. And we have, again, the SMART is an acronym. So just to start off, and you can download this for free. It's all free Mm. from our website. And the website is protectyoungminds.com, right? .com or .org. We've got both. All right, good. (laughs) Nice. Us too. Yes. In this business, you have to buy up a lot of URLs so that (laughs) other people don't. And the other people, I think you know who I mean, the people who would want to see your website come down. So S starts for stay calm. You know, you're going to have an emotion. That's huge. Mm -hmm. You need to deal with your own emotions first before you go and confront your child in any way. So 
you know, if you need to, I had a friend call me one time sobbing, sobbing. I didn't know what had happened. Did her son get killed in an accident? Did her husband say he wanted a divorce? I mean, I could not, she couldn't even talk. So I went over to her house, knocked on the door. She didn't answer. I opened the door. I followed the sobbing sounds into her master bathroom, gave her a big hug. She had found pornography on the iPad that her 14-year-old son had been using. So she was pretty devastated. And her first initial thought was to go to the school and pull him out, yank him out, <laughs> wake him up and say, what have you been doing? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, no, no. You need to take a day or two. Yeah, definitely. Calm down, talk with your husband, yeah. get educated, and you know, deal with your own emotions before you go and deal with this situation. And then M stands for make a plan. So we have a lot of tips for the kinds of ways to approach this, right? And the questions you need to get answered. And I'll just say this one thing. You cannot expect to get the whole story the first talk. Sure. Right? Right. Give, sure. give you a little, and then if you are trustworthy and don't freak out, they'll give you a little more, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And so we have, like, lots of great tips for, okay, how do you approach this conversation after you've dealt with your own emotions? And then, you know, we go through other steps to help you deal with this situation when your kids have gotten into porn, it's a matter now of intervention. It's a matter of persuasion. Yeah. Okay? yeah. There is no way you're going to keep them from it if they want to get it. That's the reality of today's world. If they want it, you can't filter it out. You can't punish them enough. You've got to persuade them. That wow. you love them, that your relationship is still the most important thing, mm -hmm. that you don't think they're a horrible person, but, and maybe even apologize that this has happened to them. Mm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. And really, it's a persuasion. I mean, I'm, I wish I could say that, you know, you could just lay down the law and say, never look at that again. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And, then, and then they'd say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll never look at that again. Right. Because if it's gotten to a point where they're using this, where they're using pornography, and this is how kids get into an addiction. When they use pornography to cover up or distract themselves from a negative emotion. Yep. So okay. your brain is geared to pursue pleasure mm -hmm. And avoid pain. Yeah. So when it sees pain in any form, it wants to go to pleasure, divert to pleasure, mm -hmm. right? That's why we, lots of times, you know, like we feel bad. Let's go get the Hagen Dazs ice cream, right? right? right. You know, <laughs> yep. yeah. You'll feel lonely. Let's get a chocolate cake. It becomes self-soothing, and it can be that way with any drug. It be prescription, it could be alcohol. Yeah. In the states where it's legal or not, it could be weed, and it can definitely be pornography. And mm. I think there's people listening that are married whose husbands struggle with this or wives struggle with this, and it happened before they got married or even after, but it's become a self-soothing mechanism. And right. getting therapy to learn new tools and ways to self-soothe and to calm yourself down and to feel better are very, very important. Laying the law down and shaming and guilting a child is making that situation worse. 
Yes. You know, yes. that lockdown that you can never leave my side. I'm never and, giving you a device uh, You can't again. get out of my sight and there's no more internet and there's no more TV and there's no more friends. That's not working. It's really not working. No. It's not going to work. And I wish, you know, there was a real easy way to say, okay, just do this one, two, three, and you'll, you know. I think the, the main thing is we're talking about love. So I've come up with a what I call the four-pillar approach to prevention, mm. but it can also be used kind of in an intervention kind of a way. But, you know, it's all founded. So imagine a house built with four pillars, right? Yeah. And you've got the foundation of love, which means I love you, I'll protect you, but I'll always love you. Even if you mm-hmm. have right. struggle with yeah. this, I will always love you there's nothing Uh, you can do that's going to make us love you less or more we love you as much as we possibly can every day all day regardless of what you're doing yeah 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 so because when a child gets caught using pornography they feel the shame but they also feel like you know i've disappointed my parents Mm. they don't love me anymore i'm alone and so we don't mm. want that for our children. We want them to know that, yeah. you know what, we don't consider them the enemy. We consider porn the enemy. Right. Porn right. The enemy. And they may not see it at the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, a process of persuasion. But when you think about this four-pillar approach, we're developing a parenting course using this four-pillar approach that we'll have uh, available next year as we're going to do a deep dive into each one of these. Mm-hmm. But the first one... I mean, they're not in any particular order at this point. But, you know, the first one is kind of like what we've talked about, which is giving kids specific knowledge about what porn is, you know, why it's dangerous and what to do when they see it. And also that is connected with body safety. I just heard I was at a conference. Mm -hmm. I just heard a story about a grandmother who used these books with her grandchildren and the little boy, her little grandson, came and told them that someone was showing him porn, turns out he was getting groomed. So he was saved. Sexual abuse because they taught him about pornography. So when you teach a child about pornography, you're not just protecting them about some like addiction. Mm -hmm. You're protecting them potentially from child abuse. And this is not the first story I've heard. This is several stories. Sure, sure. Again, child abuse and pornography, they're all tied in. Yeah, it's all connected. So you protect your children against, and in the junior book, we have at the end the five, you know, rules, and they include body safety, but they also include, you know, don't take pictures of yourself and give it to anybody else. You know, don't take pictures of, of your private parts because there's such a huge escalation of sextortion. That means getting mm. kids to take pictures of themselves and it doesn't start with a nude picture. It starts with just a picture, but these people are trained. And they befriend your child online through any simple game, right? A game that you think is totally okay with children. There are child predators there. Anyway, so that's specific. That's one pillar. The second one is emotional management. Like mm-hmm. I said, kids use pornography to help them regulate their emotions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. put their emotions. You know, if you've ever sent your kid to their room, now you go to your room and calm down and then we'll talk, right? And it's like, unfortunately, we need to help them calm down. You know, maybe they yeah. need a few minutes. 
but don't leave your kid a half an hour. Like, let's teach them how to calm mm-hmm. down. We just had someone that talked to their child. They had a calming corner yeah. for calming yeah. down. And in that corner, they had coloring books and they had music and they had, thi- it wasn't just go to the corner and calm down. It was, too, here's the things that will help you calm down. Yeah. They're all going to be in this corner. And I was like, ooh, that's good stuff. Mommy, that was needs, like, mommy needs that calm down corner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need a calm down corner. So then emotional, and then sexual information, sexual integrity, mm. right? So teaching your child from a young age mm-hmm. what sex is, but not just the mechanics, right? That's one thing, but like the purpose of sex, your values, right? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, pornography is going to teach your child a completely, potentially a completely different view of sex than you would like them to have. Yes, so, you know, healthy sex, I believe, is something that is, is giving, is loving. You know, it bonds you to your uh, spouse. Sure. But, you know, pornography is going to do the absolute opposite. It's violent. It's degrading. Mm-hmm. It's selfish, mm-hmm. self-centered, mm-hmm. you know, and on and on. Definitely. So if we can teach our children, especially our older children, right, if we can teach them that this is the difference between what porn will program your mind, you know, program or Porn will program your mind to want these kinds of things, to expect these kinds of things. Mm. And if you want a healthy, happy marriage or relationship, you know, porn will take you in the exact opposite direction. Yeah. So so information I interviewed with the help of an expert, 10 self-declared, you know, porn addicts, or I will, I want to say person first language. So people who struggle with a porn addiction. Sure. And they all had different stories. There were two women, eight men, and they all had different stories. But this is the thing. The one thing they had in common, nobody had talked to them about sex when they were kids. Oh, so they had wow. to wow. That's right? they huge. Had to wow. And so they went to porn. Porn's easy. It's easily accessible. Oh. And, uh, Can you imagine you a worse to... teacher of what sexuality is and what love is and all that kind of stuff than pornography? And yet Pornhub, which is like the YouTube of porn, yeah. is marketing themselves right. as a place to find out about healthy sexuality. Oh, for oh no. Sense. It's terrible. It's terrible. I know. Oh. I know. We got to take a quick break here. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. Pro-life organization Laura and I are so fond of. Kristen, I don't know if you know this, I'm the result of an unplanned pregnancy. My bio mom was 16 when she got pregnant and a local pregnancy resource center helped her carry me full term and then helped facilitate the adoption of me into the Dobson family. And Save the Storks provides mobile ultrasound units for pregnancy resource centers so they can be there for that mom in need. And more than four out of five moms choose life for their children when they see that heartbeat or see an ultrasound. And you can partner with them at savethestorks.com. Check it out. Yeah. So you've gone through the first two pillars. What are the second two pillars? So we've got brain and body safety. Mm -hmm. Then we've got... Emotion. Emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. Then sexual integrity. Sexual integrity. That's three. That's right. The next one is is what I call tech accountability or tech stewardship or screen accountability. Mm. I'm not sure which makes the most sense to you, but it's basically teaching children how to use technology and modeling it, how to use technology in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we need to use, technology is awesome. Yes. Right? We have an 
amazing era. But let's use technology so that it builds our relationships, doesn't destroy them. Right. So that it builds us and our characters, it doesn't destroy it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a little one-and-a-half-year-old, almost one-and-a-half-year-old grandson. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, how often we sit around using our phones, you know, and he's running around. And I got the strongest, I feel like it, it was a divine message that said, when your grandson is around, you put your phone away. Mm -hmm. And last night they were over, and I remembered that. And I, I had my phone, and I was looking, and I, oh, I put it up on the piano, and you know, didn't. I mean, as a result, I didn't get many pictures of our little family gathering, but that's okay. I feel like that is really important to model appropriate use of technology with kids. And also that includes as parents knowing about filters, knowing about parental controls, and also knowing when you can't, like when they're not available. Like right now, it's difficult to filter out an app. Once they get through an app, they can go in-app browsing and off their, you know, they can go anywhere on the internet once sure. they get through an app. So mm -hmm. it's knowing the limits as well as the other, you know, parental controls. So, yeah. and using them. And I'll tell you one more thing. I think filters and parental controls, one of the biggest, best uses, not only to protect our children, but to convince them that we mean business, that this is important. That's right. right? I'm putting my money where my mouth yep. is. I've got a filter. I've taken the time mm -hmm. to care. Yeah, you care to more. Mm -hmm. that I am trying to protect you instead of just saying, oh, they don't work anyway. Oh, no. It's not true. One, it's not true. Are there some that yeah. don't work? Yes. Uh, we recommend Covenant Eyes at CovenantEyes.com. Code Word Rebel gets you a discount on the Covenant Eyes software. They have other filtering websites come to them and say, can you just take over our filtering because we're not doing a very good job at it. But it does. <laughs> it puts your money where your mouth is. It shows your kids that you're actually involved and you really honestly do. It's not just words. You do care about this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure mm. you've gotten this too. We've talked to, like, we don't let our kids go to anyone's house that has a teenager where we haven't talked to their parents about pornography and filtering. Yeah. And the most common response we get is, oh, I know, I know we got to do something about it. I know, I just haven't taken the time yet. I just, I don't know what to do. And we give recommendations and it's not a shameful thing. It's just a, hey, I want to know, have you thought about this? Are you doing anything about it? And mm -hmm. if not, I got to talk to my kid in a different way before he goes to your house. Like that's yeah. just how it is. It's just yeah. too dangerous of a world out there for children. I can't tell you how many times we get the email or the phone call or the message online of, I've heard you say it over and over again. I've heard you talk about filters over and over again. I've heard you talk about talking to your kids about it over and over again, and I just waited too long, and I found out my daughter, my son has been looking at this for a while. I didn't know. I wish I would have done something earlier. I wish I would have talked to them. I wish I would have got a filter. I wish, I wish, I wish. And what do you say? I, yeah. I wish you did too. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, now we have yeah. resources for you and it would have been better had you talked about it ahead of time. It would have been better. Every parent listening, you just got to know it would have been better if you had talked to your kid first. Yep. It would have been better if you had the conversation and it didn't happen before you had it. Yeah. Hashtag sooner is safer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hashtag sooner is safer. Kristen, can we jump back to the smart plan? 
Because with the yeah. teenager who's already struggling with porn, because I think we got to A. So we did the smart plan, stay calm, and then make a plan. Make a plan, and then A was help your child to assess or um, their feelings. So the thing is, assist your kids to sort out their feelings. Okay. So when children see pornography, they may have two very separate feelings. Mm. For example, they may be uh, enticed and curious. Mm -hmm. So assist your child to understand their feelings. So they may be enticed. That's totally normal. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like it's just biologically normal to be curious about nudity and about bodies. Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> We're wired for that, right? And even young children are curious. But on the other hand, they may be shocked and disgusted by what they've seen. And so helping them to sort out those feelings because they're confusing and also just kind of like uh, acknowledging that this is the truth, that this in good pictures, bad pictures, we say, you know, sometimes pornography feels like the pull of a giant magnet. Oh, yeah. We actually had someone tell us that that's how it felt yeah, to him. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And then the other one is regularly check in with your kids, you know, keep that conversation going. Porn isn't going away anytime soon. Whether you know it or not, it's a fairly constant thing, especially as your child gets into middle school. Yeah. Uh, well, and those, the regular conversation isn't just, you're not looking at that, are you? You're not doing that anymore, are you? It's the, how are you feeling? Are you feeling tempted? What situations arise where you feel tempted? Yeah. And by the way, if an addiction occurs, the most likely scenario is falling off the wagon more than one time before the addiction gets cured, if it can be cured. And so to understand that and to be sympathetic to that pull, to that magnet pull, to that tendency, and to have honest conversations, you know, age appropriate, depending on where your child is, about how they're feeling, about when the temptation is stronger, mm -hmm. about what you can do when that arises, maybe have new plans when you find out new ways that they're being tempted. I mean, having those conversations isn't just a, accountability isn't, you're not doing that, right? Okay, good. I mean, it's gotta be, is it harder? Yes. Is it more awkward? Absolutely. Is it worth it? 100%. 100%. Well, and I've seen the flip side of the accountability being like, oh, well, welcome to the club. And just the apathy of like, oh, well, every guy. This guy's, is forever. This You're is always going to struggle. It's never going to, you know, not giving them hope in that situation. Yeah. No, there's lots of hope because the brain is plastic and it can be rewired. It just is going to take some time and mm -hmm. some care and some effort. Yeah. And with that, you know, we can do our best. I mean, when we have really young children, yes, I say do your best to keep it from them to, you know, for sure to, yes. to cut off access to this stuff. But kids also need to want it. Yes. And so again, persuading them that this is not going to be in their best interest, persuading them and knowing that, in the end, it's up to them. They've got to want to quit. It may take a while for them to want to quit or be able to quit, even if they want to. Sure. So mm -hmm. sure. it's process. Preserve your relationship along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Nice. And what's T? T is train your family. So we're talking about regularly check in, but bring in the family, the whole family, train the whole family. It's a family effort. Mm. You know, one of my favorite pictures in this book is the whole Aww. group of people really 
advocating for the child and being there backing the child up. Yep. So training the whole family again in the use of filters, in the use of, you know, being safe, accountability software like uh, Covenant Eyes has. Mm. So it's a family thing. Okay. It's not just a, you know, you can't go over this fence and, you know, you got to stay within the premise. It's we're protecting the entire family. Right. It's, it's also a danger for us parents. Mm. We don't want to see this stuff. We want to protect our minds as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot more. You know, obviously, I'm just kind of giving the, the quick. Simple. Of course, of yes. course. Yeah. But there's a lot of good information in, in each one of those steps in that guide. And uh, we hope it's really helpful for parents. It's a struggle that generations past did not have. And addiction has been around for a while. My dad was an alcoholic and it did not end well for him. Right. And he tried and tried and it did not end well. And so I know the power of addiction mm-hmm. and I've seen with pornography things not end well yes. too. And so we're, I always love the positive stories and I do believe that we can protect our children, Amen. Uh, help them install, install an internal filter mm-hmm. and build this kind of structure around them that they you know, need to have, which is this four pillar approach. Yes. It's important. But another exciting thing we're, ha- we're working on, I don't know if I can just jump sure. in and say this, we're working on a curriculum that is based on, you know, good pictures, bad pictures for uh, schools. Ooh, and that's fantastic. For, especially for right now where we have been piloting it with uh, private schools and uh, we've got just great feedback and um, we use really fun videos with tween and teenage um, uh, kids delivering the content. They're the brain gang, yeah. helping you protect your brain. We have uh, home connection letters for the parents, so we want to get the parents involved and having these conversations each evening that they kids go home. It's just five lessons, but they're very powerful to give kids a heads up and to know what to do, at least at school, because schools have technology. They use technology and they need to teach their kids, their students, you know, what to do Mm -hmm. and how to be safe on technology. Definitely. That sounds Um, great. Thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it. It's a tough topic, but we're glad that someone like you is out there putting out great resources Mm -hmm. uh, with your website, protectyoungminds.org. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing our resources. Really appreciate that. Of course. And you guys are awesome. Oh, we appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening, Rebels. We appreciate you. We love you. Happy Christmas. Hope you enjoyed the Christmas cards. If you didn't, definitely get on the Rebel mailing list. Give us your address. We'll send them out next year. God bless all of you. Thanks to the Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring us all year long. The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years. Persecution.com is their website. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. 
Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. 